champion of the universe. I am the champion this world deserves, and I am going to be the champion forever. Wish my Velcro. Welcome to Grapples and Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not this was the worst Super Bowl of all time, the worst Super Bowl halftime show of all time, or just the worst. Well, I didn't see any of the sports this weekend because I was doing the works, but I heard SpongeBob showed up and sang some songs. So not quite. Cool. I don't. I, mean, I didn't watch no? the halftime show. I thought he was supposed to scream victory or something. The kids went crazy for it. I don't know. This was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. 16 points between two teams. Uh, halftime? I don't even know what that is. I, I don't watch it. We go outside, we play football. Uh, I thought you were watching Halftime Heat. No, uh, we throw the football around. I watch Halftime Heat after the fact. I, yeah, I mean, was it boring? Yes, it, yes, was. it was. Was it the most boring? Debate. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> As always, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples 2 Apples. That's Grapples, the number, number two. two apples. You can also be catching us on Google Play Music or Apple Podcasts. As always, I am one of your three lovely hosts. Will, the thrill, the Shakespearean candidate, Major English, the Poetarian. Whatever you need me to be, baby, I'll be that because that's who I'll be for you. So you got that poem for me now? Shut your hole. As always, joined by... The one riveting... Double Z, double E. Maddie Biz in the house. And? And he caught himself this time. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. I, I was waiting for you to go first, but okay. Yes, Save the best for last. Oh, God. Uh, here we oh, go. God. Like a dessert. Yo, I just, I, I'm losing. <laughs> ego's snuffing it out of me right now. The one and only. The very sexual. Oh, my uh, Lord. The very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. <laughs> I should never get shades. Oh, oh my Lanta. <laughs> uh, so how's Sunglasses at night going? Is it, did, did that go, kick off the, the podcast well? No. What? Anyway, <laughs> we have not, I mean, we typically say we have a lot to cover this week, but let's be frank, we don't have a lot to cover this week, but we will give you all of our thoughts on what has happened between whatever signings that have taken place Signings that we're expecting to hear from on Thursday. Some injury news and some Raw and some SmackDown and some head-scratching booking. As well as the results of the World's Collide tournament that was recorded at Rumble weekend. And... Aired on Saturday night. Right? Aired on Saturday night. And then the results of Halftime Heat, which took place Super Bowl halftime. But, without further ado, please, pour favor, somebody, ring that bell. So, Raw, what a doozy this one was, huh? <laughs> you didn't? Raw, Raw, Oof. I, I, Raw left me scratching my head, and SmackDown had me pulling my hair out. I don't know, like... <laughs> right now, you can see the thoughts coming out of my bald head. Raw opens up, Stephanie, Stephanie comes out, and she's like, let me introduce to you the Raw... And then Becky Lynch's music hits. 
Becky Lynch comes out, huge pop, and Stephanie's like, well, you kind of interrupted my introduction for you. And Becky Lynch, her have it out. Stephanie basically gives Becky an ultimatum because she hurt her knee at the Royal Rumble. They need to go, she needs to go see their doctor, they, as in the WWE's doctor, and get cleared for action. If she does not, she will be suspended indefinitely until she sees the doctor. Which means that she's basically forfeiting her opportunity at WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. Exactly. So Becky says, Watch your words. Because if you say it again, I can't be held I can't be held responsible for what I would do to you. So of course, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon reiterates. <laughs> See, if Becky had beat her senseless before Stephanie had gotten the, the words out, and then you just kept this thing going where she just beat up everyone that came to the ring and tried to suspend her, I feel like it would have been better. But no. But then, but then Becky has no reason to snap because she had to get suspended first. Well. They could be mid-sentence before they, like, get the whole thing out and then, like, bomb. I feel like in order to justify... Remember, she's, like, this cool, tough tweener now. So you have to be able to justify her beating anybody up. I was watching a video earlier where they drew a parallel between last night with Becky and Steph. Mm -hmm. And the first time that Stone Cold gave Vince McMahon a stunner Mm -hmm. was because Vince... Yeah, like a seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Because, similarly, Vince suspended Stone Cold for not being cleared after an injury. It was a very similar circumstance. Mm. So that... So you have to, like... Again, you have to give them reason to hit the authority figure to get that quote-unquote heat. Otherwise, she's just, like, an irrational heel. A logical person isn't going to beat somebody up before the threat is laid upon them. Like, if someone's like, Matt, I'm going to beat you up, and then you just punch them in the face before they hit you... Then you come out looking wrong. And the threat's disappeared. That's gone. Th- it's not there no more. Kaboof. But that... On the, on and I'm the threat. But in, <laughs> you will never be the threat. But in terms of moral That's high ground... the point ground, here. But, but in terms of moral high ground, if she strikes before she's suspended, she's striking for no reason. So it, may, it doesn't look good. It's not a good look. Do, do you think Becky Lynch cares about her look right now? She just wants to be the man. The champ. But Okay, I'm not going to run in circles with this. I anyway. get it, but... Do you? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> At least the man's honest. <laughs> so Becky Lynch hits her with the forearm, drops her, kind of like pummels her a little bit, and then puts her in the disarm her. Tries to. Well, she has her in it, and then uh, this whole uh, officials come in and like break it up. This whole combat thing was sloppy to me, by the way. Well, because Becky has to sell the knee injury the whole time. But even, like, it was just, like, her whole upper body movements. It's like, I don't know. Well, when Stephanie crawls into the corner and Becky she, tries to go after her, uh, Stephanie out. kicks out mm-hmm. Becky Lynch's leg. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I liked the segment. I don't like what they're doing with Becky Lynch, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's so blatant that they're trying to put Charlotte into this... Uh, you know, melting pot right now. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's fine with Ronda. It's fine with Becky. They have legit, like, heat. Mm-hmm. Heat. The feud has heat. Yes, Charlotte has heat with with Ronda. Mm-hmm. Not with the fans. Mm-hmm. Not not with backstage. It, it was just Ronda because what she did to Ronda at Survivor Series. Right. Other than that, there's no, like, we saw this already. Mm-hmm. We saw we saw Charlotte. We saw we saw Ronda Rousey. What we want to see, what we what was robbed of us, was Becky versus Ronda. Yeah, that's what we've been dying to see. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Charlotte feels like a forced afterthought. And jumping a little bit ahead to SmackDown tonight, I feel like the crowd treats her as such. Like no one cares. I feel like the whole crowd comes just like Charlotte, go. Away, <laughs> this does not concern you. Charlotte is officially getting that Roman Reigns like yeah, treatment. yeah. Where she's she's the top woman. Mm-hmm. We don't want not her as the top woman. We want a Becky Lynch there, but they're not going to give that to us. And what's not, and it's not like Charlotte is not deserving of the top spot in terms of what she can do because mm-hmm. she's arguably the best female on the entire roster. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's not her time right now. Yeah. But You're forcing her into a spot mm-hmm. that's organically, without any force, become Becky versus Ronda. This feud has the most heat in arguably all of professional wrestling, period, point blank. Well, there, this is the first female main event at WrestleMania. Well, we still don't have it. I mean... They're calling it the main event, but they're also calling the universe title main event. Well, we don't know what I'm saying is that this this is going to be it's going to be main event, co-main event, one or the other, and all all signs point to this being the closer of the night, the true main event, which makes sense considering again, mm-hmm. no other angle has this kind of heat. So why are you why are you shoving Charlotte sh- yeah. into this? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. So. So they can book Charlotte in in the main event scene. Like they, that's that's they want Charlotte to be in that main event spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like Vince McMahon and Ric Flair have an agreement. I don't know if Ric Flair has like scandally like <laughs> scandalous pictures of the McMahon family and he's holding them for ransom. I think it's just a matter of WWE holds Charlotte in very high regard. Because yeah. they want to give her a piece of this honor. She has been in the main event spot for the women's division for the longest time. And yeah. she is top tier. She's but the first just women's champion when they went back from Divas to women's. Mm-hmm. She's been both Raw and SmackDown champion. She was in the first uh, Hell in a Cell along with Sasha. Mm-hmm. She was not in the first Rumble because she mm-hmm. was, was the champion. The she was the champion. What other honor has been bestowed upon her? She wasn't the main for the first WWE all-female pay-per-view. She was, like, undefeated pay-per-view championship um, retention, something like that. Or, like... She defended... She was, like, 11-0 in pay-per-view title matches, something like that. She's been in the most pay-per-views as a, as a woman. So they want to they pad her resume. They feel like she deserves she to be it. a part of this. And to me... And that's and that's that's what that bothers me about WWE... Is like Vince is always like, oh, you have to grab the brass ring and blah blah blah. They act like WWE is a meritocracy, mm-hmm. and this is proof that it's not. Because again, not that Charlotte 
for what she can do doesn't deserve this. But because of what's going on right now, it's just not her time. It's un- she, I'm sorry that you just happened to miss the boat for this specific honor. Mm-hmm. Like, kick rocks. They just, I, I think they're just missing the point that, like, she can be in the main event scene without having to be in the main event picture. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? And I, I think I do know what you mean. You know what I mean? She can be I in don't. the scene. I, I, I'd like for him to explain it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, the, like the scene. Like the, the You can name a handful of superstars at the top tier of, like, the division, say, for women or for men. But there's going to be one main storyline that's going on for, you know, for the, the belt or whatever. And she doesn't have to be included in that. She can be doing something else that's building her character for the following pay-per-view or the following, you know, storyline, but she doesn't need to be in the storyline right now. And is this is so that's something that they the, have to understand. And that's going to what I mentioned during SmackDown while we were watching it, is I don't understand why they don't just let her go up against Asuka mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Asuka Charlotte too. We had Asuka Charlotte one last year where Charlotte broke the streak. Right? So now we get Asuka Charlotte two. And now there's f- at least three different storylines you can play off of this. You can have Asuka win to get her streak back. I mean, obviously you can't get your streak back, but to like get that back from losing it at Mania last year. Mm-hmm. You can have Charlotte win so that now that can build towards that, that um, Photoshop picture that we've all seen of the four horsewomen all holding titles at the end of the night, which I think is like ideal way to do it. Mm. You can have... Um, I mean, either way you either way you book whoever wins, you have storylines that come in or out of that. So if you want Charlotte to be like and like Matt was saying, do you want her to make her a main eventer? Cool, but she doesn't have to be in this particular main event with Becky and Ronda. Let her main event. With Oscar, with Oscar, or someone else, or whoever, whatever that makes the most case. sense with Oscar because yeah. apparently they don't have they don't Oscar have Charlotte answer. too. I mean, right. it's just mm-hmm. Oscar Charlotte too. Simple. How was that not obvious? Yeah. No, instead we got uh, well, we had two more pay per views until WrestleMania too. So. Yeah, and instead we got two. We, we had a video package for Oscar, so Oscar wasn't even on the show. We just got a video package about her. Yeah. All their titles weren't on the show except Daniel Bryan. Yeah, for SmackDown at least. Yeah. U.S. champion. Not on. MIA. Tag team champions. MIA. Women's champion. MIA. Well, they mentioned that next week it's McMiz TV or whatever, right? Yeah, but that wasn't this week. What right. I'm saying is, like, this yeah. week there was. None of them were on TV this week. No leather and gold. Just mm-hmm. hemp. Just just hemp. And cardboard. And wood. <laughs> and Velcro. <laughs> and Velcro. <laughs> and Velcro. Which I don't even think that's recyclable. I have no idea. But, so, but to, yeah, to, like, to finish out this segment. Because I, I would like to go on to Ronda Rousey right now. Okay. Um, and then I think we can like circle back as uh, when we get hit hit SmackDown. Um, we go to commercial. We come back, and Becky Lynch is being escorted out by like a bunch of guys in suits. Mm-hmm. Security, quote unquote. Yeah. She gets stopped by Ronda Rousey. Now, I don't understand what Ronda Rousey's saying because (laughs) she has one of two modes. And when she's in mode number two, the angry mode, she kind of talks through her teeth. Wait, not Brie mode? No. (laughs) Brie 
<laughs> she talks through her teeth. Yeah. And it's hard to hear her. Mm-hmm. So from what I made out of that, it was Becky Lynch's being um, unprofessional. unprofessional. She harped on that word like 17 times. And that she's jeopardizing the first WrestleMania women's main event because of her ego. And then at the end of this altercation, she says something. And I, I swear to God, I rewind five different times. At the end? The, that, that segment to hear what she was saying and I could not for the what, life the of me make it out I was going to ask you because uh, so I, I got home from work after this had already started so I had to catch it on the uh, WWE's YouTube channel and they bleeped out whatever she said as she was walking away oh so I don't yeah, know no, she said um, take uh, Tylenol and Advil no Tylenol and she said something and then she called her the B word Following. Okay, that's what, that's what that was. Yes. Oh, take a Tylenol B? Take like, a Tylenol and water or something like that. That's dumb. It was... Uh, I don't know. But, okay, so aside from that, because, again, I missed that whole section because she, like, said something and it was just beeped out. Um, Where Tylenol and rest. I, I don't whatever, remember. Whatever, doesn't Something short, yeah. I thought if you get rid of the whole professionalism thing, it's not a bad promo. I think, again, and not, I'm not talking about her delivery because her delivery... Is bad. It's not bad. Mm, it's not good. It's not good. And the pro... She's... Okay, I wanna, I'll want i get into Rhonda's issues in a little bit. But specifically here, similar to, I think it was last week I said, the writing is good. The delivery is poor. And the professionalism really kills... Like, I feel like I can't take her seriously when she's trying to be all tough and angry and I'm the baddest chick on the planet. And then she's like, you're not being professional. I'm, the rest of it, oh, because of your ego, we're going to get robbed of this match, because of this. Like, she could have done all of that, and I'd have been fine. But the professionalism thing kills me. Mm-hmm. And then the forced B-word at the end. Well, I, when it came out, it didn't seem first forced to me, but I think her just thing is dumb. I think everything that she says is forced, in my opinion. So, okay, now here's the thing that I want to... I feel like she's all constantly on rapid fire. I don't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. Mm. But, like, she's con- when she's ever she's trying to cut a promo, <coughs> she feels like she's constantly like, I've got to spit these words out before the camera cuts away. It's not before the camera cuts away. It's before, before she- the fans get into my head. At least I think that. That's possible, yeah. Because here's something that I think we have to remember about Ronda. This girl's a rookie. Now, is it... Our fault that WWE thought let's put the, the huge spotlight on this rookie for an entire year. No, it's not my fault. I definitely was that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But we do have to remember the the woman's never done this before, right? Before she debuted on Royal Rumble last year, she never cut a promo. She never stepped oh, in a wrestling ring. Not UFC promo, but she because did. UFC promo and WWE promos are different. They are and they aren't. There are similarities, right? But I told you this before, probably last week. I was like, she wasn't good at cutting promos in the UFC. Right. So the transition into WWE is not going to be much easier where... And she hasn't had the practice. you got to cut a promo basically every Every other week. week. So I think, again, I think for what she is and where she's in her career, it's not bad. But there are certain things... And what made me think of it that way, what made me cut her that slack, was... 
you and I were watching SmackDown before Bizzle got here, Shades, and the crowd was starting to, like, they wouldn't shut up when Triple H was talking. Mm-hmm. And Triple H goes, I'm going to tell you, like I told Charlotte, this doesn't concern any of you, so shut your mouths. And I'm like, you see, that's how you, like, handle a crowd. Control a crowd. And you were like, yeah, well, Triple H has been doing this for, like, forever. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's 100% the point. Trips has been doing this forever. The only person that you compare is Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has not been doing this forever, but she knows how to turn the crowd. Mm-hmm. She knows how to be like, yo, Sim Simma, it's my time. <laughs> she's like, in terms of matching experience, Except for she's the time. only one who you can put on the same level as Ronda experience-wise who crushes the audience. But otherwise, I mean, what other professional wrestler do you know a year into their career would be able to handle the the... The booze that she's been getting the last few weeks. I mean, I off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. But this kind of reminds me of Roman Reigns when the Shield broke up and Roman went on his own, and Seth was the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. They could have been in Chicago because Chicago is a very boisterous um, crowd. Crowd. When he's cutting his promo and like this is boring, he's mm-hmm. like, Nah, this isn't boring. This is real life here. <laughs> Rhonda has her open challenge. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about Rhonda, mm-hmm. we're talking about her promo work. I feel like we can go into yeah, yeah. it's a perfect segue. Her her open challenge for the women's championship against Liv Morgan. And taps her out in like seconds. We, instantly we knew this is gonna be a squash match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Liv Morgan, still pretty green. Ronda Rousey, still pretty green. Them two together would be a bad match. Liv Morgan has, like, four years' experience over Ronda. But I'm talking about, like, in in the ring. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not good in the ring. No, no. For sure. Oh, that's another thing to put into context. Liv Morgan was in NXT for, what, four years? Mm Mm-hmm. Ronda's been doing this for a year. If you had to, like, who do you think is better in the ring right now? Exactly. Yeah. I think I. I mean, I know you're not a Ronda Rousey fan. Period. Point blank. But I think we we should start to give a little bit more slack Ronda's way in terms of how what she's been able to do in her first year. Well, I feel like I generally have for the most part. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I mean. So when I say we, mm-hmm. I don't just mean grapples and apples. Mm-hmm. I mean the, I mean the general the, the wrestling community yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fans, especially right now, just because of the where things are falling. Right. Ronda has a lot of haters. But I think that's, a, that's mostly because I, I, she just happens to be going up against Becky, and she, that's there's nothing she can do about that. Right. She got the short end of the stick there. Um, and not just Becky, like, just getting the, everything handed to her on a silver platter. That's going right. to, what comes with it. Which was, like, the opposite of what she said she wanted to happen right. when she first came here. Right. It's like, I want to work for everything and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't a want month nothing. later, the belt's on her. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't wanna ha- I don't want anything handed to me. Mm-hmm. And then she gets handed the Women's Championship. Yeah. Um... But after she beats Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey grabs the mic, and and they're booing her. And they're booing her bad. Yeah. And it you can tell it got under her skin. And she's like, you people are booing me from your seats. 
who else wants to come in the ring? Blah blah blah. But she like stumbles over that. Yeah. She's no. like, you, you you you're all booing from your seats. I'm just like, oh. She uh. stumbles a lot though with a lot of her promos. It's not because she she's not she's, she can't deal with the uh, the negative reaction of it. It's 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 rough for her. It's I mean it's tough. It's tough. I don't, I don't know if that I could do any better. Not even a year in, or exactly a year into a professional wrestling career. Getting booed that hard and then being like, yeah, you guys. It's hard. It, it, it is pretty hard to, like, stay focused or even bounce back yeah. after that. We should call WWE and be like, yo, let us have a promo off in the middle of your ring. Grapples the apples. Or Paul Heyman can speak for Ronda and Brock, and then he has... Attacked the that idea was brought upon a long time ago. Yeah. If they didn't do it now, they're not going to do it. Yeah, they're probably not going to do it. But that's something they can do if they want. If they need to fix this in like a jiffy. Well, she's leaving soon, so it doesn't matter. Well, she Ronda kind of yells at Sarah Logan. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's it? What's up? What's up, Sarah? You want to? You want to fight me? You want to skin me? Like what are your squirrels? Only rabbits. 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 I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? Like, <laughs> why are you bringing that up for? It's so, like, weird. It's very weird. Well, that's her whole aesthetic. She likes to be a Viking or whatever. It's not her aesthetic. It's, like, legit. Yeah, she's... Who the, her and her husband are. I know. I, her wedding was a Viking wedding. Yeah. But Viking-themed wedding. Yeah. They're all things. So, after, so, so, she defeats Sarah Logan again. Not exactly a long match. Mm-hmm. Sloppy is all get out. This match was sloppier than the Liv Morgan match. This match was awful to watch. But what I kind of want to touch upon is after the fact. Oh, I was going to get to that. Well, were you? Yeah, so I was. Go ahead, go ahead. After the match, she's fought two out of the three members. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. And Ruby Riot gets on the apron. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, okay. Because they've had a good match before. Mm-hmm. Ruby Riot slowly gets back down. Mm-hmm. And they cut to the Riot Squad in the back. And Ruby Riot, I, you know what? I want you to take over for me because I don't know exactly remember what she said. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to get down correctly because they, they panned to Rondo while she was in the ring when they were cutting that promo backstage. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what she was saying, like, not word for word, but... So, basically, and, and this is why I want to get to this, because it felt like Ro- like Ruby was almost cutting a low-key face-turn t- face promo, because whoever interviews her in the grill position was, like, pretty much saying that she ran away from Ronda. She was, like, you know, she... She straight up said it. She was like, oh, um, did you run away because you're afraid of Ronda or something? Right. And Ruby's response is, no... My friends need me, and this is what friendship is about. I'm not an opportunist like someone like, like Ronda. Yeah, and that's when they paint. And that's Ronda. when they cut to Ronda. She had that Roman Reigns seeing AJ Styles for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? And I'm like, how does this make Ronda? I mean, Ruby. How does how is heel for Ruby? Because you're talking about friendship. Mm-hmm. Like. Friendship isn't a heel thing. That's a face thing. I mean, unless... Just look at the New Day. Their whole gimmick is friendship. I mean, you can be jerks and still have friendship. I don't know. I'm just... The way... And the way... Look the at us. Go- I was going to say. Look. I mean, you're heel. We're face. You're, you're not a face. 
I'm a tweener at, at worst. I am not a heel. I'm like, hey guys. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go die over here. <laughs> oh god. I don't know. It just it felt the way the the wording and the way it was delivered did not feel heelish to me. Mm. It felt again not all the way face. As I said, low key right. face. Where she's like, yeah, I'm not gonna fight Ronda. My friends need me. They're hurt. I'm here to take care of my friends because that's what's important. My friends are important. I'm not an opportunist mm-hmm. like Ronda. And I'm just like, huh? Was that? Did she? I think that was, but I'm not sure. Which feeds into Ronda getting booed by all like, she's she's heel. Whether she wants it or not, whether WWE wants it or not, she is heel until Mania. This is what it is. So I don't know if this is WWE slowly kind of feeding into that. I have no idea. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. But I mentioned earlier that there's some booking issues that I have with both Raw and SmackDown. Ruby, I mean not Ruby, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan are supposed to be representing the Riot Squad in the Elimination Chamber to determine the first ever Women's Tag Team Champions and they got squashed by Ronda. How are they supposed to feel legitimate come chamber? And if they win, mm-hmm. what does that say for the women's tag team division? I mean... That they got they just got murdered by Ronda. They weren't... I mean, the whole... And, I'm sp- and, and they're well, one of the favorites, and I'm supposed to care? In all fairness, Bailey and Sasha both had a match with Ronda last week, too. They had individual matches... Right. ...that were long, but that they both equally could have won. Okay. Sasha but they arguably both could have beat Ronda, and Bailey arguably yeah. could have beat Ronda. Sure, but they both these had two got squashed, like serious single careers. But what I'm saying is that, how are you supposed to take these two women seriously as tag team competitors when they're getting squashed by one Ronda? I I I I see where you're coming from, because it it does make sense. Like, how do you have? your tag team women's champions get beat up by one person. Especially look at the other teams in the chamber. If they can't beat not if they can't beat Ronda Rossi, how are they gonna beat Nijax? How are they gonna beat Tamina? There are only few true tag teams in the chamber. Right? The iconics. You, you have the iconics, you have these two, you have Sasha Bailey because they've been working as a tag team for like the last year. Tamina and Nijax. Are they a true tag team, or are they two people who are working together because they're working together? They've been working together for a while. Though. Yeah, they've been. It's it's known that they're at least like a like a stable. I mean, unquote. I guess, but I wouldn't consider them a true tag the team. The only tag team that's in this elimination chamber that's not a true tag team is Carmella and Naomi. I don't know that I consider Jackson to mean a true tag team. <laughs> they're both Samoan. They're both big women. So they have things in common. Does it mean them a true <laughs> tag team? Yeah, but they've been doing this for like. Two or three months. That's it. All the other teams have been doing this for almost a year, if not more. Sonya Deville and, and, and Mandy Rose debuted together. Iconics have been together since NXT. Logan and, and Morgan debuted on the main roster together. When was when was Evolution? Uh, October. October. So they've probably been a team since October. No, because they had the face-to-face in the ring in October at Evolution. So they got together after, 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 week, after yeah, Evolution. So November. Because uh, evolution was the end of October, so yeah. So at so the November. earliest, at the earliest November, mm-hmm. so December, January, February, so three months. It's enough. 
that's enough for them to be considered a legit tag team? Look at Gable and, and Root. Okay, just because they're, they're horribly booked tag team doesn't mean that that's... But and that's been our issue with them. You had like they're going over the revival. Who is a true tag team? And Gable and, and Rude are not. It's glorious. Glorious Gable. Oh yeah. And I just I think it's dumb booking. And how can you take them seriously? Um, you can't. Can you take Naomi and Carmella seriously? No. Well. Womp. I don't know. Oh, you want to talk about the mess that is Carmella and. Naomi? Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about for Raw? I don't. Um, I think we can just, like, pretty much rush over. Uh, the rival wins a four-corner tag team match for the number one contender spot for the tag, World Tag, World tag team, team Championship. They're probably going to have to do that Elimination Chamber. Or what they'll do in typical tag team fashion is they'll just give them a Pretty championship sure. match. No. On next week's oh, Raw. On next week's Raw. Okay. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder are officially back together as a tag team. They're like, bro, we can lose together, bro. What I do like is that Whoa. Zack Ryder did mention the fact that they misspelled his name. <laughs> and then, then he misspelled he his own name. Yeah. And then, and, but then he saved himself. At and the end of the movie, he goes, like, I don't even know how to say misspell my own name. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that segment. I don't care for either one of these two individually, but those are good segments. I love the idea. I mean, of in our notes, like he did, he's like, oh, I'm a loser, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and in my notes, I'm right, I write down my two, <laughs> two peas in a loser, loser pod. pod. <laughs> like, this is the perfect, like, Segment for me. Um, I guess we can talk about Dean Ambrose basically having free reign to do whatever he wants. Oh, it's, it's a if so, this if this what the, if this is what this is. I'm so happy that this is what this is. I loved that entire moment of the segment, that entire thing, from the start to the lead up to Dean. I just I think that was the best segment of the episode. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything about the rest of Moment of Bliss, but. The minute Dean came out, and I'm not a Dean Ambrose fan, but this felt to me like his contract is up, he said he's out, WWE said he's out, they're going to use him, do whatever you want, Dean, leave me alone. And Dean's like, okay. No. <laughs> I mean, some people have been going around saying that this is a, a work. It could be. And this whole thing is a work, and that he'll end up resigning and or he's going to take a vacation and he'll be back and surprise everybody in like 6 months after the contract's over blah 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 and then the shield reunites everyone's happy if that's the case then that's really going to annoy me because WWE put out a statement using his real name okay mm-hmm. well here's the if thing if you're going to use his real name if then let it be real don't don't use his 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 shoot name for a work angle if they didn't do that though it wouldn't be a surprise if they were to flip the table on us. That's so lame. Yeah, That's, what do you like, want to do, do you, Are you that uncreative that you have to resort to this? Mm, I mean, clearly they are, yes. I'm not, if, if that's the case, I'm not happy about it. But until then, I'm going to enjoy this. Because Dean Ambrose came out, and he did... He, his <laughs> whole... What, what he's been doing for months is gone. Where? He wasn't all angry. He wasn't all Bane. He wasn't all germaphobe. He came out and... I'm just thinking about this segment. It was gold. First tells Nia Jax, he's like, I get it. You got a crush on me. And you hear Nia Jax, and then you hear Renee, oh! <laughs> and he's like, I, I know you just can't escape my sexual magnetism. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> and then he goes to EC3. He's and like, he goes who are you? Blues, he goes, who is this? <laughs> who are you? Who is this? I'm EC- taking over this interview. <laughs> he goes, EC3? 
What happened to EC1? What happened to EC2? EC2. What is Are you EC- a Creed fan? You look like a Creed fan. <laughs> what does EC3 stand for? And what does it stand for? And the entire time, EC3 is just sitting there like, uh. And then he punched him in the face. Uh. Uh. Like, punched him in the face. Why don't you just vomit it all over? I was a little offended by the Creed joke. I'm, just, I'm not gonna lie. Because Creed has some good stuff. They're okay. Their mainstream stuff is garbage. When I'm dry, Yeah, see, that's trash. <laughs> but songs like One. What if that was and, um, his, What if they make that EC3's new theme song? I like My Sacrifice. Oh, man. I'm telling you, they're. Their stuff that sold was such junk, but they have some really good, like, they're, they're deep cuts. They're heavier stuff I like. Well. And then without Creed, we don't get Ultra Bridge or Tremonti, and I love, sure. I, I love Ultra Bridge and Tremonti, so. So was the C and EC3 stand for Creed? <laughs> so, okay, so if the C stands for Creed. Ethan Creed. No, 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 no. We got to, come on. If, we're, if the C is going to be for Creed, what does the E stand for, and what's the three for? The three is a three. Entertainment. But why three? Why, why not one or two? Entertainment Creed 3? <laughs> no, come on. Creed the third. Um, oh, come on. Are we really going to brainstorm Creed names right now? Come on, this come on. E, what is the E for? Expendable. I don't know. Exciting Creed. No. Three times. <laughs> you don't want to support this, Chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll, we'll double back to this. Well, Alexa Bliss this. definitely wanted us to support that. Oh God, are we done with this? Say with the the moment of bliss. Uh, are we done with Raw? I think that we are. So they have a match. EC3 goes over, right? Yeah. Who cares? Oh yeah. Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. They jump. What does the fox say? Bailey and Sasha Banks before they even come out. Sasha Banks does not get into the match at all. Supposedly, this is covering up a shoot injury for Sasha Banks, who's been working hurt, apparently. Mm. Um, Bailey works the whole match and wins with, like, a jackknife pin yeah, on Alicia Fox. Yeah, jackknife to Alicia Fox. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins is not on the show. This is kind of... So, yeah, he's supposedly got some sort of injury. Supposedly he's out for, like, a month or something like that. Oh, uh, we don't know when he's coming back. He's not expected to be physically competing for a month. Okay, well, just be doing promos yeah. and such. Which makes sense, and it's fine. Let him heal up for mania. Dangerous for yeah. It's a precautionary if measure. Run for the mania. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So he wasn't on the show. They did a little video promo for him. Uh, the main event was Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman versus Corbin and McIntyre because Kurt Angle came out and did a retirement speech, or seemingly a retirement speech. Was interrupted by Corbin, then interrupted by McIntyre. They were going to beat up Angle, and then Braun came out and defended him, so that was the main event. Uh, they lost because the referee decides that he wants to enforce a rule that's never enforced. Oh. Where they disqualified Braun because he wasn't a legal man. I didn't even know that was a rule. I just thought that Yeah, the ref always counts five. Yeah. He always yells at them and then starts a five count. Right. But he didn't start a five count. Baron just said, you can't touch me, you'll get disqualified. And I was like, yeah, you touch him, you'll get disqualified. <laughs> and then they disqualified him. I was like, since when? They got new rules. Since new when WWE. do new you rules. follow your own rules, WWE? No, I don't even know. Since when did you heavily enforce that rule? Uh, I've because never seen they didn't even ever. enforce it in the earlier tag matches. Because <laughs> they didn't enforce it prior. They didn't enforce it on SmackDown. It's like, hey, you know what? For the sake of the storyline, here we go. <laughs> you're, you're disqualified now. <laughs> so they got disqualified, but then they end up on top. So, 
Sure, why not? That's how Raw. Now they're best oh, buds. A few other side notes. Finn Balor defeats Leo Rush. Yeah, I'd be remiss to uh, not mention Amanda's joke from last night. Oh, yes, please, please. So funny. I thought so, it was great. So, I'm watching Raw in my bedroom, and my monkey is cooking for us. She comes she comes running into the room just to see what's going on because Finn Balor's on the TV. <laughs> and then she sees Leo Rush, and she goes... What happened? Did Leo rush him? Uh, uh. <laughs> wow, that's all it took? Yes. I didn't figure it out. Leo Rush sporting new gear, by the way. No longer wearing trunks, now wearing tights. Sure. I don't like the, the tights. I like the trunks. I don't like the design of the tights. It's too much. It's a black, which is so much gold everywhere. It's like, yo, some, some He's now. supposed to be golden. He's supposed to be I know. the top. And, and I get that. This Moments. whole thing that we're getting is just a delay until Finn wins the uh, IC title from Robert Lashley. Robert Lashley. And the one thing that we haven't mentioned, which is a thing that should never have been on TV ever in the existence of television, is the road doll Jesse James doing his Degeneration X New Age Outlaws intro to be in the corner of Double J Jeff Jarrett, who is no longer in his like his 80s getup, is now in his late 90s, early 2000s getup. Or his current wrestling getup. Oh, current. I pretend he doesn't wrestle so, anymore. And he was good in TNA. And then Elias, and Elias eats a guitar that a, I'm pretty sure was not gimmicked at all because it did not break. Yeah, no. It did break, but it didn't break like a fake guitar <sighs> bro. It... I feel like Fender was like, okay, here's the real one, here's the gimmicked one. And someone was like, which one is it? Just grab it. All right, cool. And they grabbed the non-gimmicked one, and that's got, oh, man, that has to hurt so much. Well, yeah. I mean, that was wrong. Was it worth your time? No. No, no, it wasn't. But. Is it usually worth your time? Generally, no. no. That's why you listen to us. Exactly. We could fix it for you. Speaking of, how about SmackDown? Still not worth it. SmackDown opens with Charlotte, comes out to cut a promo about Becky getting suspended and how she's not suspended and she's healthy and blah, 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 blah. Becky comes out to the crowd. She's like, look, it's one thing that you steal my father's phrase. You don't have to steal Roman Reigns' entrance now. Becky comes out. They squabble in the ring. Triple H comes out. He shoes, uh, He tells Charlotte, you know, this is not concerning you. Go away. Tells Becky, you know, take the test, get cleared, and, you know, have your match. She says no, blah, blah, blah. Um, or she doesn't say anything. She just doesn't. Triple H says that she's scared. She's looking for a way out. She's not really as tough as she thinks she is, as she pretends to be. She's just scared, blah, blah, blah. So then she slaps Triple H. Uh, Triple H says something about... What, what did he say that, that made Becky mention Stephanie? Was oh, like, was did, I think she said was thing. she clear by the doctors after I punched her in the face? Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. And then that's what Triple H went on his whole tirade about her not being as tough as she pretends. Right. And blah blah blah. He was like, "You're scared of Ronda Rousey, and you don't want to fight her." Whatever. Wait. So yeah, she slaps trips and then walks away back to the crowd, and that's that. Rusev and Shinsuke defeat the Good Brothers because <laughs> makes that. sense. Makeshift team. Go over, you know, former tag champions. Tag, tag, tag champions. Yeah, yeah, right? Uso's got a promo. 
Randy Orton defeats Mustafa Ali in a match where Mustafa ends up getting a big a old black, black eye. Guy. Big old shiner. That dude's eye was swollen shut. And we were like, yo, can, yo, can ref, see hold right the end on the match. I'm happy I saw that, like, before everybody. Yeah, you did. Because I'm like, yo, there's something wrong with Mustafa's eye. <laughs> it's like he got stung by a bee. Uh, he got stung by something because his eye was swollen. And I was like, yo, ref's got to do something. Like, call the match. Call for the finish. Call for the finish. And then he just got an RKO. And then he got an RKO, and that was that. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, and then Joe comes out after the match. Yeah. To Kokita Clutch, Randy Orton. And Mustafa's kind of, like, sitting on the, like, bottom rope. And Joe just kicks him in the face. <laughs> I'm like, the, the poor guy has suffered enough. <laughs> He can't see. He can't He's see. He's knocked out now. Uh, one out of Willie's. <laughs> <laughs> Which way am I supposed to take this bump? Oh, God. Right? Oh, then we had what was easily the most nonsensical match, I think, of the entire week. Oh, Lord. This is when I started pulling my hair out. So we had a triple threat tag match. And I don't know if maybe we weren't paying attention. No. Or maybe they said they something no incorrect. Or I don't know what. This was supposed to be for the... Con- to, to be in the elimination chamber. From matches. what I understood, this was supposed to be for the final spot and the chamber match. Because the Iconics got announced earlier in the weekend. Right. Yeah. So Randomly. Rose and DeVille just announced they were going to be in it last week. The Iconics over the week on social media announced they were going to be in it. On Raw, they had the three qualifying matches that they all won their qualifiers. So there was one spot left. So then we have, you know, Carmella comes out with her tag partner of Naomi all of a sudden. And they were supposed to, we thought was, a final qualifying match. And at first we were just like, why do they have to qualify if the other two got to just announce? Right. I don't get it, whatever. Well, another thing is, like, when they did this, a couple weeks ago when WWE, when Hunter and Vince and all of them came out, and they were like, nobody's getting handed opportunities anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they hand these opportunities out to the women. So then we're like, okay, so if they're qualifying, who are they going to qualify against? So the first, like, team that comes out... Was the Iconics, and we're like... But they're in the match. But they're already in the match. And then they cut a pro, and they cut to, to I think, Charlie in the gorilla position with Na- with um, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, and then they go out, we're like, but they're in the match. So, two teams that are already in the match are gonna keep the last team from qualifying? <laughs> that, that don't make no sense, because then they have to win. But then they lost... <laughs> so we're like, wait, so is there not a third team from SmackDown qualifying? And then they instantly put up the graphic where Naomi and Carmella are in there anyway. And we're just like, what, what was the point of this match if all three teams are already in it? What? Why? Why? For what? For why? 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 <laughs> I look at Shades just now, and he was just uh, so confused. He reminded me of one of the characters from Mad TV. Back in the day, I was, like, all cracked out. Like, why am I here right now? I just, I, I, like, I, I had a bottle in my hand that I threw across the room. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't get it. But whatever. So those are the six teams in the chamber. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Somehow they qualified. I, you qualified by losing. No, no, Raw's teams had to act, legit have matches. They match, all qualified. Had, yes. SmackDown was like, hey. You're Show in. up. 
<laughs> they just had Oprah show up, and you get a tag match, you get a qualifier, you're in the elimination chamber, everyone's in the chamber! You would have thought that they would have at least had someone like wrestle, like Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross or something, because well, they were doing... both in Raw. But so, but th- here's the thing, Heavy Machinery was in the SmackDown match last week, and they were in the Raw match this week. Matt, no logic when it comes to WWE. Clearly. Stop it. But, but, I'm just going to go... Final match of the night was Jeff Hardy versus Daniel Bryan. Jeff Hardy won by DQ after he has a swanton on Daniel Bryan's knees, which that looked that hurt. And then um, Rowan beats Rowan him up. pulls him out, beats him up, and then Samoa. And then everyone who's a part of the chamber match for the men all came out and they yeah. all did stuff. Mustafa had his hair in his bun because I, I, I'm sure they were just like, we gotta get the hair out of your eye because it's already sporting like sporting that shiner. Sporting that shiner. And uh, that's how we went off. We, we went off the air with AJ Styles posing the turnbuckle after Daniel Bryan yelled some stuff into his beard. And <laughs> <laughs> just spit baba. <laughs> I, I am the champion of the universe. I am the champion this world deserves. And I am going to be the champion forever. Where's my Velcro? Where's my Velcro? <laughs> and, that was, and that was SmackDown, I guess. Yeah, it was indeed SmackDown. That was SmackDown, but... I think this brings us to some of our favorite time of the week. Oh. Someone it is you. time for NXT in two. Bizzle. Are you ready, sir? Do we have the stopwatch? Shades. Do you have your timer ready, sir? I does. Alright, let me know when so we're ready. Do we have a timer ready? Do we have a bizzle ready? Bizzle is ready. Your time starts now. Howdy, Internet. So, NXT Prime starts off with Fallout from TakeOver Phoenix. Um, there's not many matches this week. You had uh, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane versus Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. Um, Duke is a mess in the ring still, so they need to pick that up. Um, on top of that, Marina Shafir, I think, is showing a lot of promise. That is going to evolve over the next couple weeks, but outside of that, uh, they had Street Profits do finalize their last... They, they had the final match of that night, and it was fine, but nothing important. The big stuff was going over to NXT UK, actually. NXT UK, they announced that they're going to be doing a invasion with NXT Prime in three weeks' time. So, by the time this posts... It's two weeks from today. Um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch will be facing the UK Tag Champs uh, for the titles in this invasion angle. Their message on this is extremely confusing because they're messaging Birch as a UK superstar, but still being on Prime. Keep up with NXT. They'll probably clarify their statements in the next couple weeks. But it's assumed to be 220. Uh, Walter debuts on NXT UK versus Jack Stars. Walter is an absolute brutal monster. Go ahead, watch that match. He just dominates, finishes it up with a jackknife powerbomb, and yeah, that goes out that way. Ginny versus Casey Owens followed that. Um, They had a really technical ground-and-pound match, and this was only the first half hour of the episode. I was absolutely in love with this whole thing. Go ahead, take a look into it, and... The only thing that followed that, Rhea Ripley demanded her title rematch. That will take place at the Invasion in three, two weeks' time. 
And they closed the night with Mustache Mountain versus Bart, um, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Oh, that's the end of that. All right. But, yeah. Uh, most stuff is just building up to this invasion thing that they're throwing on us. I gotta see what exactly there is that they're booking, because <laughs> it sounds a little confusing. It is. Very, like they're not very clear on it. Their messaging was very, very odd. I'm not sure how they want to do it, because it doesn't seem like it's going to be a separate event. Um, and they actually said it was. It takes place in Phoenix, which was last week. So they might have pre-recorded all. I mean, they pre-record everything, but they probably pre-recorded all, all this stuff, and they're gonna throw this out in three weeks' time once they edit it through. But yeah. Anyway, um, very confusing. Let's move on to some news, shall we? News, 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 news. We gotta uh, get a, a soundbite for. Yeah. I know. Nope. So first, let's do some quick WWE news before we move on to the world outside of the WWE. Of course. First, Hideo Itami, who was formerly known as Kenta when he was in WWE. This news broke literally right after we finished recording last week. So everyone listening, you probably already heard about this. I was very annoyed because, Bizzle, you sent I me think this. we woke up in the morning. We, we checked to make sure the episode posted. And I was like, oh, and Kenta quit. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool, <laughs> thanks. I'm glad we just put the episode. Hey, Otami quit. Yeah. Yes. So well, he, he changed his name back to Kenta. Back, on yeah, on Twitter immediately he went back to yeah, Kenta. Yeah, but he quit as Hideo Otami sure, right. and went back to Kenta. He can't quit as Kenta. But Kenta is his real name, so he yes. can't quit. But Hideo Otami quit. But Kenta is Hideo Otami. Was Yo, Hideo this Otami. is like Cactus Jack and McFoley, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So Hideo Itami, a.k.a. Kenta, asked for his release and was given his release by the WWE. Now, per usual, I believe he has a 90-day non-compete clause. So, sure, he's free to do whatever he wants to do, but you got to wait three months before we see him on anything filmed. So he could be working indie shows as long as there's no cameras present. Non-compete clause, correct? Yeah. So he could show up at, say, another promotions announcement thing, maybe? No. No? No. Because that's... Theoretically, he's competing against WWE as part of that promotion. Ah, uh, okay. Not compete as in, like, in-ring action. Correct. Like, compete as in promotion. Correct. Gotcha. He cannot compete against WWE. See. Not he can't compete. Okay. So, he can do indie shows. He could work even for New Japan or Ring of Honor or, you know, but AEW. But televised or recorded. But if it's televised or recorded or filmed or anything, he can't do it or he can't hit the airs. Until ninety days have passed from his being from his release. Interesting. So, there's that. Uh, as we mentioned before during the Raw recap, Seth Rollins seems to have suffered some sort of injury, and they're going to keep him on the shelf for about a month just as precautionary measures. Makes sense. You know, you don't want to you know ruin your potential main event or one of your main events for WrestleMania. Yeah, that makes sense. As we mentioned before, the Saturday of Royal Rumble at Access, they held the World's Collide tournament between NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. Five competitors from each brand all competed in the tournament. The winner of said tournament would be given a title opportunity of their choosing from those three brands. The winner of said tournament was Velveteen Dream, who defeated Tyler Bay in the finals. I'm not too surprised, to be honest, when I saw the competitors and the storylines going through. I figured it wouldn't be NXT UK. Because they already have Walter as their next competitor for the NXT UK title. Yeah. And so it's either 205 Live or NXT. And they're not going to put 205 Live over NXT. So mm-hmm. I just figure whoever comes out from the NXT bracket 
is gonna be the one who wins it. Yeah, no. Um, so Velveteen Dream won. That was spoiled for me about a week or two ago, mm. and I was pissed. And some other stuff was spoiled for me as well. Um, well I will say time. this much: whether yeah. or not you know the results. Mm-hmm. No, the some of the matches, matches were phenomenal. I seen Tyler. This served. If you didn't already know that Tyler Bate is an absolute beast between the ropes, mm-hmm. oh my god, his match with Cedric Alexander, fan freaking tastic. Did you watch Keith his Lee match versus Velveteen Dream? Fan freaking tastic. Did you watch Keith Lee and Adam Cole's match? Because that was one good, not as good as their stuff in PWG. Okay, but good. Yeah, because these guys know each other from from back mm-hmm. then, and I know you're a big Keith Lee fan. I, do, I am I am I'm not a big Keith Lee fan, but I do like Keith Lee. I do not understand I, what you see in Keith Lee. He has like I'm not a big fan. He's of him, so freaking athletic for his size, but he's like he's boring to me. His problem is he's sluggish, but that's just because he's and he's, he's a big d- dude. Yeah, exactly. But so, the guy's I mean, also doing like moonsaults and like topes and all this other stuff. Right, my problem is insane. those things coming out sluggish. So it's like it suffers, but I give him points just for doing it, even though you know he has all this other stuff going on. But it was a it was a great match. I really liked it. If you if you get a chance, try and see if you can find any of his stuff when he was in PWG and any stuff with him and Leo Rush, mm. because him and Leo Rush have this like thing going on that they had back then. So Ooh. look into that. Uh, but I thought, yeah, I thought this was a great vehicle for Tyler Bate. This was a great vehicle for Dream, for Cole, for Umberto Curio, who, like, had a pretty good showing for the... He made it to the quarterfinals? Something like that? Yeah. What I didn't like was that the way that they unrolled this, where the quarterfinals aired live, streaming... On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. I'm sorry, it didn't air live, because it was the weekend before. Right, But they right. streamed it on YouTube in the middle of the afternoon. Right. But then the the Battle Royal that took place before this was part of the actual airing that night. So you knew who was in the quarterfinals, and they even said who won the Battle Royal before you get to watch the Battle Royal, because the Battle Royal was aired at 8 o'clock with the rest of the tournament. And then when they aired the tournament as a two-hour two special, right. they, they kind of skipped over some of the qualifier matches because they expected you to watch the, quali- the quarterfinal matches as part of the YouTube. Really, really, that was... So it was kind of disjointed. I didn't like the way they presented it, mm-hmm. but the tournament itself, I thought, was was pretty good. Yeah, um, like I said, there was a lot of really cool competitors in there. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten to watch everything out of it. I've seen a few matches here and there. I plan on going back and catching up on a lot of them. Strongly advise. I have heard many good things about most of these matches. Strongly advise watching the tournament as a whole. Uh, and then, last but not least, in terms of things that happened in WWE. We had a halftime heat match, which took place at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Three-on-three was Alistair Black, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream dressed up in his football regalia, where he had, like, football tights with the the thigh pads and and the the glove with the quarterback wristband, Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. I love Velveteen Dream. Versus the heel team of Gargano, Ciampa, and Adam Colbebe. This match was 20 minutes of just... I mean, you put these six in a match, what do you expect is going to happen? Mm-hmm. It was just fantastic. Yeah, there was that um, that spot where Ricochet's down on the ground. Everyone just super kicks him. We're not... Oh, oh, the finish of the match. Yeah. Oh. There oh. Was. That so was fun. Good. And then there was another spot where uh, Alistair was doing this little sit-down in the middle. Ricochet oh, bounced like poses, backwards. The, the and poses? Va- Velveteen did a really cool, like... He springboarded backwards, rolled into his, like, thing. and So then what he did was, that, like, he ran, twisted himself over the top rope, 
and then did a backward tumble through the bottom rope and landed on his knees doing his pose. Which landed right in the middle of Aleister Black's sit-down and um, Ricochet's superhero pose. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, the whole, everything that you want and like and expect from these six, you got. It was a spot fest. It was like wrestling. You had posing. Everyone got their spots in. Everyone did their their shticks, so to speak. Fantastic. 20 minutes. Go watch it. Um, Dream didn't announce who he's going to be going after. Not yet. Okay. But one can imagine he's going to go after uh, whoever's holding the belt for NXT, whatever he decides to announce it. Right. I mean, what, he's going to go to NXT UK? No. And he's going to get beat by Well, Walter? technically he can. He can. The, the rules of the, of the tournament was he can choose Anyone. who he wants to go to. Yeah. He could not go to 205 line. He's, yeah, he's, he's what, two tw- 220s? Sure. Either way, he's not going to 205 line. He could. And if he, goes, <laughs> if he goes to NXT UK, it's an automatic L. No. It's an automatic L. Yeah, I know. He's not taking it off of P. Dunn, and he's not beating Walter. <laughs> okay. Why would you go after anybody other than Champa? Anyway. <clears throat> two plus two equals four. Minus I, one, that's three. Quick maps. Well, it's, I'm just going to say this. Spoilers are out there for the future. No. So no, don't, don't no. look for them. Oh, yeah, Be that happened wary. last week. I was looking up the match cards for Worlds Collide, and I was oh. like, oh, oh, oh. Well, <laughs> well, I was just in the Instagram uh, comments for NXT, and multiple things got spoiled for me, including this and other future events. So be wary, guys, because I know you, where things are going. So you got to know what to click, what not to click, son. It, it's just there sometimes. People love man. NXT spoilers. They love their NXT spoilers. And people who do that stuff, I do not follow on Twitter. <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> but. So, in our non-WWE news, let's get into that. So, first and foremost, we have Flip Gordon, who we mentioned before suffered an MCL tear, is expected to be back in time for the MSG Super Card. Super G1? Super G1 Card of Honor G5 EC3. With the VC. What? <laughs> EC1 and 2. VC1 and 2, exactly. Yeah. So he should be cleared in time Half-time to show. be. Shut up. <laughs> he should be cleared <laughs> in time for that show. Uh, some potentially big news. Okay, so before I get into this, there's this preface with this. AEW has announced that this Thursday, so. The day after you guys are hearing this, two days from where this is being recorded, AEW is going to be holding a ticket announcement or a ticket sale rally where yeah. they're expected to make a couple announcements, not only about... It's at 6 p.m. Okay. Yeah. On Thursday? 6 p.m. February 7th. I'm sorry, I thought I threw this in the notes. Uh, Eastern 6 time? 6 p.m. Fi- no, Pacific Standard Time, so it's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, cool. I'll be home. Because when they did the rally at Jacksonville, I had to watch it that work. It was like work. six in the afternoon. <laughs> I it had to have my phone <laughs> under my like under my counter so that my customers and my boss didn't see it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm uh huh, yeah, whatever. UPS, you got. It. I have. I'm, I didn't and then Jericho like, showed up and you just stopped working. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I I like shipped like a dead body to like Africa or something. I have no clue. <laughs> I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. I'm gonna get fired. Oh. Uh, we, we don't know. Apparently, let's just show you. Apparently, let's just leave it on repeat. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's open to fans, but there is a limited capacity. It's first come, first serve. Um, they're going to be announcing new signings, new partnerships. So that's that's the, that's the speculation. So we know that they're no. Annou- this is what the the synopsis is. We know that they're announcing 
when tickets go on sale, how to get them, etc. Mm-hmm. What's being thrown in the air is that this is when they're going to announce your TV deal oh. and major signings. Well, they said they will definitely be doing new signings. They're announcing new signings, and they they will have a surprise guest. Okay. But as far as the TV deal, I haven't heard that. That would make sense. Um, That's the word supposedly, on the street. The word on the street is that it was also down to two. Finally, like yeah, legitimately two deals. down to two, two deals. deals on and the And they table. were big deals. And apparently it was bigger than Spike. Well, the two that have been thrown around since the beginning have been TNT and TBS. Okay. Which are, you know, friggin' huge. We'll see what happens on Thursday. See what happens on Thursday. But 6 p.m. In, in accordance to this, there's also rumors that the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, have signed deals with AEW. Now, some reports are saying it's not exclusive. Jericho in his tweet said that it is exclusive, but it's also Jericho being Jericho, so nothing's official yet. But it seems as though Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix have will be signed with AEW. If that's the case, man, that's that's big. That is big because these are two performers mm-hmm. who are highly sought after. Right. And Pentagon Jr. alone has created so much buzz around himself for the last two years that if they if they got him to an exclusive deal, even if it's a non-exclusive where like he's working promotions here and there, but mostly working for AEW, dude, that's big. It seems like they're getting a lot of veteran superstars. Yeah. Well known, um, big time names. Uh, I want to see them sign a lot more younger people too. In, well, they got future. Jungle Boy. Yeah, he's like twenty-two. This is true. Um, I, I don't. I I think they have they to got balance. MJF, who's just, like twenty something. Yeah, I think their their Kelly Seal is going to be the younger talent though. When they when it comes down to uh, what do you call it? Them, um, you know, succeeding in the long term. The problem is with younger talent is where are you getting them from? Uh-huh. People like WWE, they have the performance center. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be 18, apply, hope that you get in, and then by the time you're 22, you're in NXT, you're on the main roster, whatever, so be it depending on how talented you are. Right. AEW doesn't have anything like that. So if they're going to pull out young talent, where are they getting them from? Well, Cody and the Bucks, they're not like, you know, they, they know the system. They can find people. They can scout people. But where are they? Uh, I mean, they have five it's months not, to figure that out. Three it's months not to about... That out. It's not about where to find them. It's that it's where do they where do they exist? Where are they? Do they exist? Because to be anyone in the circuit right now, you have to have been working at least eight to ten years to have your name worth being signed to AEW. You got to have done some work. Otherwise, mean? where again? Where are these kids coming from? Uh, maybe they they just got their ears to the ground. They they. Are keeping their themselves themselves keen to. Um, but what, I, I think you're missing my point. I, 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 I let's say you're you're 17 years old mm-hmm. and you go to just some random wrestling school. Mm-hmm. How old do you think you're going to be before you get enough traction in your local scene? We don't know to go we're somewhere where they can see you. Well, who knows? But, but what my I'm point is, is they they have been in the system. They are they know where to look for those things. I'm assuming. I feel. I feel. Cody's father was in the business. He's yep. in the business. He knows yep. where the traction comes from. He could, they can scout that stuff. But what I'm saying is that kids young, it's not like the youngest you're going to get is what they've gotten so far mm-hmm. with Jungle Boy and MJF. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have these kids, I'm calling them kids. I mean, they're younger than us, so I'm calling them kids. These people who are in their early 20s, 
that have enough experience and enough skill in the ring or on the mic that they can get signed to AEW, that's that in and of itself is a bit of a long shot. I don't think you're going to get much more talent around that age group. We'll see what happens. They also have the um, OWE, is that the... Oh, that Chinese promotion yes. that you fell in love with? Yes. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called, OWE. Sure. They're, they're still, they're probably, they're going to pull a bunch of talent from them. So yeah, let's for see. sure. A lot of that's probably going to be young, to be yeah, honest. A lot of those guys are not known in... The States. The States. In the States. I mean, they would have to go go out and poach mm-hmm. guys from like New Japan that are on well, I think shorter the, contracts, or guys from ROH that are on shorter contracts or non-exclusive contracts. Um, I don't think they're gonna have to necessarily be known. I think they more or less just need people that are good, and they can help. You know, how often do you find a good wrestler who can also talk in a Rinky Dink indie promotion. Because if they're that good, they're probably not in a Rinky Dink anymore. Boom. Well, I mean, we'll see. Again, they could be assign, you know, announcing nothing. They could be announcing big deals. So, I mean, I think Kenny's contract ends in a few days, if I'm not mistaken. We still don't know where that's going. Although they kind of took a little shot during um, this week's BTE. Where they kind of alluded to maybe, maybe not him going, him not going. I don't of course know. They um, what's his face? What is it? Flip Gordon was actually on BTE this week, so I don't know if that means anything for him. I don't know how long his contract with Ring of Honor to be honest. I'm not sure, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with AEW. Okay. Uh, next, we have uh, just a little bit of news from uh, New Japan's New Beginning. Broken down to three shows. Um, one in L.A. One I, th- I thought it was two in L.A. Maybe two in Cal- Cali and then one in L.A. and one in... And there's one's in North Carolina. Uh-huh. And then I thought, wasn't it one L.A., one in North Carolina, and then one in Japan? Possible. I know for sure one of them was in North Carolina and one's in L.A. But I could be wrong. Yeah, one was in Japan. Okay, so they so are one on one. Yeah. Did they do two in LA last year? Is that why I'm like maybe. Hmm. I mean, they go to Japan at least. I mean, they go to LA at least twice or three times a year. So. Mm. Uh, nothing really of noteworthy happened. Uh, we had a six man tag uh, with Bullet Club, uh, Bad Luck Fale, Your Doppelganger Chase Owens, and uh, Switchblade <laughs> Jay White. Bizzle does look like Chase Owens. <laughs> Son, like he does. Like, Man, like yo, this. like every yo. aspect of it, son. <laughs> Down to the hair. Yo, Biz, I'm gonna start calling you the Crown Jewel, son. The Crown? No, don't associate me with that bad pay per view. No, okay. that's Chase Owens' nickname. I know, but they took the name for the pay per view. I don't want to know. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bullet Club goes over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I, I'm. I got. I've got. Yo, I'm can here. we tweet that? We gotta tweet that, man. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Sorry, internet. He's dying. I'm sorry, yo, Biz. I'm getting you a Jason Owens T-shirt, and you have to wear it. B- Bullet Club goes over chaos. Uh, team of uh, Okada Yoshihashi with the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Tanahashi. Uh, 
Jay White makes Yoshihashi tap out with the TTO, inverted figure four. I love the move because I love Jay White. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, you know Brandon, right? Brandon Pachito? Is that his last name? No. Brandon. You're Brandon. Sir sweats a lot, Brandon. Oh, yeah. Okay. If Brandon was, like, bigger. Bad luck, Fale. It's him and, 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 and Bissell. Dang, man. Dang. Don't disrespect bad luck, Can Fale. I see You what? tell me that doesn't look like I you. get it. Can you can, can we just leave this couple subject? <laughs> Yo, this dude Bizzle is Chase Owens, son. I'm sorry. I can't. After White makes Yoshihashi tap out, he throws a beat into Tanahashi, just mm. adding more fuel to the fire, uh, hitting him with a Blade Runner. Again, adding more fuel to the fire for when he eventually takes the title off of Blade uh, Tanahashi. You think he's going to? I think so. They're they're booking. I mean, they're pushing Jay White to the moon right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. But do you think that's where it's ending? I don't think they should give it to him right away. Question: As the two of you have seen the progression of the Bullet Club over the years, mm-hmm. what do you think of the position of it right now? Um, people are saying this is its weakest uh, iteration right now. And there's not a lot of name power mm-hmm. right now. That's the issue. I think, and this is where I kind of disagree with you, Jay. If they put the title on Switchblade, but they do it because the Bullet Club put it on them, I think that'll really help the Bullet Club. Mm. If they have them cheat endlessly throughout the match and it's them cheating that gets Switchblade that championship I think that'll add some more because like like said Bullet Club's on it's, it's all the way at the bottom right now mm-hmm. so they have to rebuild it right and they want to take it back to where Bullet Club used to be where they're like this heel faction who they didn't care about winning or losing they just want to beat everybody up and then win was like an after side effect right I think that's the way to go about it. You have them completely help Jay White beat up everybody. Mm-hmm. Take the title. Take it. Not win it. Take it. And then you have Bullet Club once again become Bullet Club. And if you happen to find somebody with charisma that you can bring along the way, because remember, Bullet Club wasn't always what it is now. It started with Prince Devitt, Fale, and... Um, Tama Tonga. And Tonga. Carl Anderson. And then, yeah, then they got in Carl Anderson. And then they brought in um, Gallows. And then they brought in the Young Bucks. So, like, these guys weren't always there. Mm-hmm. You had to get there somehow. So let New Japan continue to build their talent around elsewhere, doing their thing. Let Bullet Club build up who they are. And then you start pulling in people and changing your storylines so you can get rid of the Chase Owens and the Yujiro Takahashis and the the guys who kind of you don't need in the Bullet Club. They're just there for numbers. Mm-hmm. You know? The Robbie Eagles. And, you're like, like, who cares if Robbie Eagles is with Bullet Club? You know? Like, what? That's just my take on it. Uh, IWGP Junior Tag Team. Championships are on the line. LIJ, uh, Bushi, and Shingo Tuka- uh, Takagi. Uh, 
retain over Desperado and Kanemaru. The one thing that I, I took from this match was Bushi ripping off of, uh, El Desperado's mask. Yeah. Um, in Lucha, typically in, in, in uh, Lucha wrestling and, and Japanese wrestling, like your mask is sacred. Uh, you don't get your mask uh, taken off. Or if you lose your mask, like your career is basically like if you have done. If, if they take the mask off of you, that's like the biggest sign of disrespect in lucha. Where like hair versus mask matches or mask versus mask matches sometimes have more weight and fuel than like a title match. Hmm. So for him to rip off Desperado's mask is like a major sign of disrespect. Interesting. When was the last time we had a good mask versus? So those matches are called, um, right, right. Oh, what are they called? Puestos or something. It was like something bet, basically. Hmm. We haven't had a good one in a while. Uh, CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio was the last time we had like a hair versus mask match. And that, I mean, and, and then you had. Because of the WWE, I feel like that doesn't carry a lot of weight. You had Sin Cara versus Sin Cara. Yeah. Yeah. We had. Who was it in, in CM. Forget it, never mind. Someone in Mexico recently had a mask versus mask match, and they lost their match, and they continued to have a pretty decent career after the fact. I can't remember who it was, though. I'll figure it out. But they were not the same. And for the last tag team match, uh, IWGP Heavyweight Ta- Championship, LIJ's Evil and Sonata beats Suzuki Goons, Minaro Suzuki, and the Weasel himself, ZSJ. Can you ever not refer to him as the Weasel? Is it just like permanent? Nah, it's permanent. (laughs) (laughs) To retain their titles. Oh, and... Oh, excuse me. My head was just super itchy just now. Um, IWGP IC title on the line. My boy. Retained over... Taichi, I think. Naito, Naito. I don't remember who he, uh, Naito faced, but he won. He won. But he won. <laughs> this is so the loser lost. The loser did <laughs> lose, and that's usually how that happens. So the Married. winner wins, and the loser loses. Loser loses. And Sometimes that's the loser them... gets caught in a draw. No, and the winner they... has the championship, so they win. No, if if you lost, that's lock, not how that. I know. But do you? Sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good time to wrap up this episode. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for listening to us. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Such grapples to apples as grapples and number two two apples. You can also catch us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget also to find us on Twitter and Facebook and any other social media account. It would be Facebook or Twitter.com slash Grapples and Apples, again, that's Grapples and number two apples. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you gotta do. Put us in as many ears as possible so we can be in as many years as possible. See? Because that's how that works. We can speak in your ears and you hear us and tick-tock. And then you can regret it immediately. As always, I've been one of your three beautiful hosts, Will the Thrill, joined by... The Double Z and the Double E, Maddie Bizzle. And... Oh, here comes 15 minutes. Hold on. (laughs) The man of the hour. The man with the power. Too gosh darn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Tippy tippy top. Your boy. Shades. Thank you all for listening. 
and we will catch you all next week. Peace. Peace and love. Watch the next tape.